Welcome back to A Daughter's Dilemma podcast, where we discuss relationships with mothers and daughters and their interactions with one another. I'm Rodnik, the daughter. And I am Nefra, the mother. And today we'll be discussing respecting your children. Now, this is really a hot topic because the definition of respect for children can be different for different people, okay? Mm -hmm. I found a lot of articles on how to teach your child respect, but I found very little on respecting the child themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, even though I found very little, I did find something, so we are going to talk about it. Now, we have seen disrespectful kids. We've all seen it. We've all been there. And what, even if at only one time, <laughs> we've been there. We have all seen that four-year-old fall out in the middle of the store and act a fool on his or her parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen or heard a child screaming at their mother, get out of their room, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate we, you. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. I mean, Dr. Phil has them on all the time, right? All the time. Catch me outside. How about that? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we have even seen children literally walk out of the house when parents are speaking or even talking back to their parents in front of company. Mm-hmm. Okay? I remember one time I waved my hand to my mom. She was in the kitchen. We were at my grandmother's house. And she was in the kitchen. I was in the dining room area, and my grandmother had a, a china cabinet with glass. Mm-hmm. And so it was dark in the dining room, and the light was on in the kitchen, and my mom was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she said I couldn't do something. And so I waved my hand like, forget you. And Mm -hmm. she saw it. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, snatched up so fast. I snatched up so fast. (laughs) It was not even funny. Yeah. Right? So, like you say, we've all been disrespectful as children. We're going to talk about two aspects today. We're going to talk about disrespectful children children, like adolescent children. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about disrespectful grown folk children. When they are disrespectful to their parents as adults. Because let me tell you, some of these some of these people, I'm gonna say these girls, but you know, <laughs> the girls, the gays, the days, the everybody, okay, they get 18 and get real crazy, real racist. nuts. You heard me? Right. They get absolutely nuts. So we actually are gonna talk about it. But before we get into that, let's talk about the definition of respect. Let's talk about that for a moment because I think we think it's something else. Mm -hmm. Even as parents, I think we think it's something else. But first, you go ahead and give us the definition. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you the definition of the word respect as a noun and as a verb. Okay. 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 So respect as a noun um, has several definitions. Mm -hmm. Um, One, a relation or reference to a particular thing or situation Remarks having respect to an earlier plan. Two, an action of giving particular attention or consideration. Three, high or special regard esteemed. Uh, four, particular detail. A good plan had a good plan in some respects. And then the word respect as a verb is to consider worthy of high regard. To refrain from interfering with. Um, yeah. And that's what I got. Okay. 
All right, so the now is not really what we're talking about today. Right, we are more talking so, about the actual verb. The actual verb, to hold in esteem or honor, to show regard or consideration. Yes. Um, so that's really what we're going to talk about here today. And again, I think it's important to define it first, mm-hmm. the word, because I really think that parents think it's something else. Yeah. And as a person who, of myself, was once a child, okay, and um, now I have children of my own, I now know that parents like to instill fear in children. Yeah. And once a child fears the mother or father, the parents call it respect. Right, and that's not respect at all. That's not respect at all, absolutely. When in actuality, it really disempowers the child because the fear is about control. Right. And not to mention, you're not taking them in, you're not holding them in esteem or giving them consideration. Right. So we are definitely going to talk about what that means, guys, because I can remember, I had to think back when I was, when I was actually doing this myself, did I respect my mother? Mm-hmm. And the answer was no, I did not. I obeyed her. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean I respected her. Yeah. Obedience and respect are two different things. Yeah. I would say that I respect you. Thank I've you. I've always respected oh you. Oh, thank you. Because mm-hmm. I learned that, again, this had me reflected. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking I, I loved my mother. Yeah. Okay. And I loved my father. But they were not two prominent people in my life um, that were really influential to me. And so, yeah, I didn't have respect. You know, my papa was a rolling stone. How can you respect that? Like, I can't respect that. And you got four women in four different houses. Yeah. I can't. What? You can respect that. You just messy. And then you want to tell me something? No. And I think that's what parents don't. Because my mother was a do as I say and not as I do. Yeah. And that's hard because that's contradictory. And growing up, you're thinking, well, what? Why do you get to do it and I don't get to do it? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I need, and this was inspired by TikTok. I told you this this topic was inspired by TikTok of a mm-hmm. young lady. And I can't remember her name. We'll probably have to tag her at some point. Uh, but I think I did send it to you. I think you did too. Uh, about respecting parents. And one of the things that she mentioned was that parents need to understand that just because they your child is listening to you, just because your child is is doing what you're telling them to do doesn't necessarily mean they respect you. Yeah. It just simply means that you're the parent. And that's it. That's it. And you are feeding and financing me, so I gotta do what you say. Yeah. And again, it almost disempowers the child that they don't have a, a voice. Right. Because remember, respect is esteem, people. Mm-hmm. It's taking into consideration. Do you take your child's thoughts, feelings, even ideas into, into consideration. consideration in certain aspects? You know, I grew up in that time. My mom was a, my, my sister was a baby boomer. Mm-hmm. But I'm generation. Is she really? Yeah, my sister's a baby boomer. Wow. Yeah. I grew up in the... Uh, Generation X. Am I Generation X? Yeah, I'm Generation X. And we grew up on the tip of that baby booming era, right? So that meant we were to be seen and not heard still. Absolutely. 
We were to be, and you know what? I See believe Generation X was like, this ain't cool. Yeah, gen- I feel like Generation X was like, this ain't cool. Right. But, but I'm going to do it. But I ain't happy about it. Exactly. That's what and we And then want. the millennials came along and was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just not. And now, Gen X, Gen, wait, what is it? Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Zers. Look. Are totally like, look, we... They are anarchists, okay? They're ready to set fire to everything. They say, you know what? This isn't working, so we're going to destroy it and rebuild it from the ground. Absolutely, absolutely. So... So I did find the TikTok. Yeah, so this is the TikTok, guys, that inspired my topic on today because a lot of mothers stitched it and mm-hmm. were saying things like, you my child, I'll knock you out. Right. And the, I wish you would. And so the TikTok is, it's a question saying, what's an unpopular opinion about parenting that'll make a lot of parents mad? Yes. But a lot of parents just got mad. Like, yep. they didn't give their unpopular opinion. You just got mad. And I've seen this particular TikTok a lot of times. Right. People have been stitching it. Yep. And I think that's, oh my God, so many people's responses, like, shows how scarred the Gen Xers and Millennials were and how that really needs to come to light. Yep. But, I mean, she said in the video, it's an unpopular opinion. So you mad because my unpopular opinion ain't popular? And she was right, though. She was absolutely right. There but was... I bet those people who responded uh-huh. to the TikTok yeah. saying that, you know, I knock you out or whatever. Yeah. Ask your kids if they respect you. And that's really what you need to do. Ask your kids if they respect you. Right. Because the only reason you responded like that is because you were triggered. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. No one really spoke to her particular Statement. ideology. Yeah. Right. And her And her simple idea, guys, was that. Parents need to understand you have to still earn your respect from your children. Mm-hmm. It is not automatically given because you're the mom or you're the dad. Now, let me go and say something. It is a very unpopular opinion because people feel like that's your mama. Respect her. But if your mother's being disrespectful to you, how do you back? then continue to give her respect? Right. Right. Then we got to set up some boundaries. We got to set up some something, something's going on, mm-hmm. especially for adolescents. Again, for adolescent children, it, it, it disempowers them. Yeah. It makes them feel like they don't have a voice. And then when they get older, they don't have a voice. Right. They just don't have a voice with parents, but they don't have a voice in relationships. They don't have a voice on the job. Mm-hmm. They don't. Ha- and I find myself because of how I was raised and I did not have a voice, it became difficult moving forward to find it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. My relationship with God has helped me with that voice, but I'm struggling a little bit still mm-hmm. at the age of 46. Let me find his voice, mm-hmm. you know, because of do as I say and not as I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all parents do this. Right. Okay, some people, some parents really do show their children respect, like I do. Yeah, you've always, you've always shown me and Michael, you've always shown us respect, and you've always made it clear that just because we're kids doesn't mean we're not people. Absolutely, people first, you're little people. Yeah, it just meant to me that if you were having anxiety at five, you just didn't know the word anxiety. Right. It doesn't mean you didn't still feel it. You just don't know how to describe it. You exactly. don't know how to put words to it. Absolutely. Exactly. So I had to be mindful of that because I just remember when I grew up how I felt so disempowered mm-hmm. as a child. And my feelings didn't matter. Nothing I thought mattered. So I didn't want to give that to you guys. I yes. wanted you to know that your opinion mattered, which is, as you can remember growing up, a lot of times mm-hmm. I would ask you guys what you think. Yeah. Even I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? I'm not even thinking about that. What do you mean? I don't care. 
not a decision but, you need to make. But when the decision was made, you was did you not feel I, empowered? I did. I felt better about the decision because I felt like, well, at least I got to say, Absolutely. say whether I wanted this or not. Absolutely. Yeah. And at times, your ideas were implemented. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I didn't say, "Oh, that's a stupid idea." And didn't go. And sometimes I did implement your ideas, even Mike's ideas and opinions, simply because I wanted to wanted you guys to know your voice mattered. Yeah. It probably I, it didn't matter one way or the other to me. I was like, you know, it don't it matter does, one way. Yeah, the other. I've, I noticed that <laughs> growing up. That a lot of times you're like, I don't, I don't really care. But you're like, yeah, go ahead, let's do it. Let's absolutely. It and absolutely. so me and Mikey, we start these projects, and we're so passionate <laughs> about it. And then we're like, Ugh, I want to do some more. Right. Like, well. Okay. You try. You try. You try. And that's all that matters. Absolutely. So it's going to be important, guys, that when we talk about respecting your child, we're talking about taking them into consideration. And this young lady, did you find her name on TikTok? I did. Her name is Zaria DeBarb 2.0. You've probably seen her TikTok going all around. She's a light skinned girl. She's got a bonnet on. Right. Bonnet on in the car. Right. Nails are on fleek. Okay. Fire. So I just really want you guys to understand that respecting your children is a must yes and if you are still curious about what tiktok we're talking about and you're not able to find it i am going to post it on our instagram so you can find it there absolutely absolutely and hopefully we can tag her in this to let her know she inspired us to do a whole podcast there you go because the stitches that went with this tiktok mothers was mad people were pissed livid people were hot grab your pitchforks babe and you know i really wanted to post one to the daughter's dilemma instagram but Mm -hmm. i lost it so Mm -hmm. hopefully if i can find that stitch i'll post it but she was like i'll knock you out i wish you would i brought you you in this world here's the thing here's the thing i saw a tiktok first thing when i got up this morning first thing i do open my phone get on tiktok don't judge me okay but the first tiktok i saw was about how baby boomers and Gen Xers are so quick to call millennials and Gen Zs sensitive. And all you got was this TikTok asking, what is your unpopular opinion? And saying, this is my unpopular opinion. And so many people are mad, pissed. I'd knock you out. I'd look For what? Why are you upset? And you call us sensitive. But again, the truth hurts. hurts. <laughs> the truth hurts, especially if you knew that you did not respect your children growing up. Yeah. You did not take them into consideration, have very, uh, not, I, want, I don't even want to say adult conversations, but have a conversation where you're able to, your child is able to voice their opinion of how they feel about something. Mm-hmm. And not try to change their mind about it. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of what I wanted us to really talk about because disrespectful children, whether you're an adolescent or you're a grown person, does not happen in one night. It does not. It happens over time. It does not happen in one night, period. Okay? So the ways kids are disrespectful, and we're going to talk about adolescent kids, the ways they are disrespectful is simple. Kids 17 and under get to choose whether they're going to talk back or just be disobedient because you only got so many options. Right. To like be you disrespectful. You, know, you, you know. can't move out. You know, what are you really Right, doing? right. However, grown children take disrespect to a whole nother level. Oh, yeah. Because you have a child that may not have displayed disrespect growing up, right? Mm-hmm. But as soon as they hit 18, like you said, it's over. 
It's a wrap. They say you grown, I'm grown. Yes, because we want to teach children, and we think teaching children a lot of times is by what we say. But we really teach children with our behavior. Yes, yeah, we teach children and so, with their actions. Yeah, so if you're telling me to do one thing and you're doing something else, a child cannot have respect for that. No. You never go back and course correct. You just keep building on that same behavior until they're 18. It's a wrap. It's, yeah. It There's is. nothing much more that you can do. Now, there are some reasons why a child may be disrespectful, whether they are grown or not. And we're going to name a few for the adult child being disrespectful. And then we're going to talk about the adolescent child and being disrespectful. Now, listen up, guys. We normally give you guys tips and ways that you can overcome this. But at the end of the day, this is a genuine conversation with your child. Okay, this is going to be a genuine conversation with your child. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the adolescent part, right? We're going to talk about some things that you can look for when it comes to adolescent children to see if your child is respectful or not. And you know if your child is disrespectful. You know. You already know. Don't act like. You don't know your child. You know, your friends know, anybody who your child's around, they know. They talking about you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we went on, actually, Care.com has some good information mm-hmm. about parenting. And actually, this is an article called Seven Ways, or Seven Signs, I'm sorry, that your kid is a brat. This article is by Alana Friedman. She was published in June 12th. 2019 and let me tell you something the number one thing that occurs and lets you know that your child is a brat is constantly throwing tantrums mm-hmm. that's the that's the number one thing to let anybody know okay i hate seeing a tantrum i tantrums hurt me i hate seeing tantrums i hate seeing children throw tantrums i hate seeing adults throw tantrums it's just it's the immaturity for me right <laughs> It's the not learning how to control emotions for me. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. Children are learning how to handle their emotions. They really are. But you have a child that is constantly throwing tantrums. That means that you probably aren't teaching them or showing them how to properly handle and express those emotions. And a lot of times it's about them wanting to do stuff, like not wanting to go to bed, not Mm -hmm. wanting to eat their food, not wanting to leave the park, not wanting to do so. They want to continue on, but it's time to go, so they just throw a tantrum. Right, because I want to do what I want to do. Right? So how are you handling that, right? We got to really look at what you are doing when your child is throwing a tantrum. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, look, I come from the whooping era. She sure do. <laughs> that was the era I came from. Whoop them. And while I am not as much as a fan of whoopings as I used to be, mm-hmm. at times I do feel whoopings are warranted. It just depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, you just doing stupid stuff, you probably deserve a whooping for super stuff. <laughs> Like, like like Mike set the toilet paper on fire with a candle in the bathroom. Like, why are you doing stupid stuff? Like, why did you do that? Like, I would have a conversation. I'm curious about arson. Yeah, I'm being curious about this bill. <laughs> however, however, when I caught porn on his on his Kindle, 
Mm-hmm. That wasn't whooping worthy. Mm-hmm. Worthy. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. That's conversation worthy. Let's have a conversation. Let's yeah. talk about it. But again, we're talking about tantrums. My bad. I kind of got off subject. But throwing tantrums is just not cold. Now, mm-hmm. for children, you're going to have to be really empathetic. You're going to have to put your foot down. One thing about toddlers is consistency. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent in the pattern and the way you're treating the child at a very, very young age, tantrums will be less and less, but you've got to remain consistent. Yeah. You cannot give into the tantrums. Yeah. Now, yes, did you have tantrums? You did. Mike had tantrums? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yes. Because it's the child trying you. Oh, who knew? If I can fall out. I don't remember that. Of course you don't, because I nipped him in the bud. <laughs> And I nipped in the middle of it by remaining consistent with you mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Even when I didn't feel like it, I knew I had to remain consistent. Now, as you got older, I want to say after two, mm-hmm. no more. Yeah. You were done. Because I remember. You were done. Mike, yeah, he had. He also had tantrums as well. Mm-hmm. But again, I follow that same thing with you. We got to remain consistent in what we do. So what would you do? Um, his thing was bedtime. He didn't want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Huh? He didn't want to go to bed. And he wanted to sleep in my bed. No, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I had to get him acclimated to sleeping in his bed. Yeah. And so he had to sleep in his bed. So one of the things was I would take him to the bed. He fall out crying. No, 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 no. You have to lay down, you have to lay down, you have to lay down, you have to lay down. I even would stay in his room while you're laying in the bed. Yeah. But you're not getting in my bed. The point is, you're in not your in bed. bed. This is the thing. And I had to remain consistent with it. Over time, he got it. It took a long time. So that was the longest ever. I think potty training was easier than that. I mean, I was like, oh my God, good dude, you're just not getting it. But ultimately, he got it. But it was a matter of staying consistent. And letting him know that what I'm asking you, you going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't run it. Because when they think they run it, that's where the next thing comes up. And that's number two, which is hitting, grabbing, biting, acting bossy. Everything that embarrasses you. Mm. When you allow those tantrums to come through, those are the next things that happen. So what's going to be important is for you to remain consistent. Yeah, that is just I can't I can't express it enough because inconsistency shows up in the adult of that child. Mm -hmm. Period. So the behavior escalates. It does. I'm gonna tell you a story. So one time, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Well, I don't know if I told you, but I went when I was in middle school. I had these friends, right? And I went to this one friend's house for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what happened. There was some type of confrontation. And then she ends up slapping the other girl in the face. The girl who was supposed to be her best friend, okay? She ends up slapping her in the face. And afterwards, I'm just like, did nobody ever teach you that that wasn't okay? And then after that, the girl, of course, went upstairs and told the other girl's mom right that you know your daughter slapped me in the face and the mom was just like do you want to go home like what do you want me to do wow and that was the last time i went to her house <laughs> wow i didn't know this why you didn't tell me this story before when you went to the house i don't even know who house it was but it's all good 
that's what happens though yeah and so i realized i was like oh so she must have never disciplined because there was no discipline there was no that's not acceptable there was no your friends need to go home you're in trouble there was none of that there was it was the, it was pretty much the other girl fault so what did the girl do um they were you know quote-unquote best friends as best friends as you can be in middle school and so right. they made up and you know we just went about went on the night like everything was fine and it was a hard slap it was hard we heard it in the room this is why it is so important to talk to again and, and hold him accountable she wasn't yeah. held accountable she wasn't that. even held accountable so somewhere somewhere somehow she's gonna learn that lesson the hard way mm-hmm. and pray it doesn't cost her, her life yes that is crazy so again guys in adolescent children we started with tantrums and now we're talking about hitting biting acting bossy everything they do embarrass you mm-hmm. like it's mine it's this mine's no you can't have this not having the ability to share. Now, listen up. Listen up. I saw another TikTok (laughs) where the parent said about an unpopular opinion. Okay. Is that she doesn't believe that her children have to share their toys. I mean... It's a a boundary thing, right? And I really, I thought about that really hard because I was like, you know what? I don't see... Because I really didn't have you guys share. You, okay, you didn't have a share. So me and Mikey were talking about this a couple weeks ago when mm-hmm. I was doing his hair. But you didn't have a share, but his dad had me share. Mm-hmm. Rodnik had to share. Everything right. Rodnik had had to go to Michael. Right. So I remember, I remember, I remember I got my first Game Boy. It was a little red Game Boy. I remember. It was great. And then Mikey got a hold of it, and he started, he was chewing all over it. Slobbing all over it. It had bite marks on it, but it still worked. <laughs> right. I still loved it, okay? <laughs> but because Mikey, who is two and is still developing motor skills because he wanted it, I then had to give it up so he could have it, mm-hmm. and I had to wait to get a new one. Mm-hmm. I'm like nine or ten. Like, what? Yeah. And then I remember another time. Where he... Okay, this is turning into a venting session. Yes, this is turning into a venting session, but that's okay. Okay, That's okay. I remember another time I won a bike. It was some Christmas thing y'all took us to. They had a raffle. You did. I I I remember that. I won a bike in the raffle. You did. Okay? You did. And my stepdad at the time... Right. Was like, well, you should get a... You have to give the bike to Mikey so he can learn how to ride and he can have a bike boot. And that that bike... Sat. Sat in the laundry room for the next seven years. I remember. I remember too. I remember. So I, I agree remember. with that opinion that your children do not have to share. Well, here is my thought behind that. Okay, because as y'all see, I can I made some mistakes in my marriage. Okay. <laughs> um, however, this is why we're not married anymore. But anywho, um, my thought process was you guys were two different people always, mm-hmm. and I could not force you guys to have your identity shaken in any way yeah to felt like you were less than because you were a girl or he was a boy Mm -hmm. if you can think if you can really think back when i bought one one when i bought you one you bought mikey one i bought mikey one it wasn't never this is yours even when i remember the candles yes i remember the candles i remember that we waited until walmart had two in stock (laughs) so that we could go get one exactly they didn't have two in stock i wouldn't because i can't get one for one and i I couldn't get it for the other and look i really appreciate that because i'm not not gonna lie i really felt 
because I had to share everything and give all of my things to my little brother just because he was my little brother, it made it did make me make me feel less than. It made Indeed. me feel like I'm why can't I have the things that I'm I'm supposed to have? Like Absolutely. why is he more important than I am? Absolutely. And that's what I was trying to avoid and mm-hmm. I couldn't get that over to my ex husband at the time. Yeah. I it, it just wasn't understanding. Mind you now, I get his ideology because he came from a big family. Yeah. You know, it's seven of them. So they had to share. Right. They didn't have a choice but to share. But we only got two. And we got two on the both ends of the spectrum. At the time he was born, you were seven. Mm-hmm. So that meant your needs, your wants, your ideas, your opinions were different than his. Yeah. Because he was a baby. Right. So I had to make that distinction. And then after I made that, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have waited to have no baby. I I shouldn't have waited seven years. But he was him and you were you. And I always wanted you guys to make that distinction. I'm seeing the fruits of that now because Mm -hmm. you two two guys, you got a lot in common. Mm -hmm. But you are your own being. Yeah. And I absolutely love that his ideas are totally separate from your ideas. And you're, you guys are okay to express that mm-hmm. without feeling like you're less than. Yeah. Yeah. So, veering back. Back to the topic at hand. Okay. Number three. I hope this is helping somebody. But number three. <laughs> As to how you know your child is a brat, whining from the moment he or she wakes up. Oh, I know adults who do that. <laughs> How do you wake up mad? I'm not. I don't understand. You didn't go. You went to sleep mad, <laughs> and you went through your day mad, and you just decided that I'd rather be mad than to fix the issue. So I'm gonna just keep being mad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, this is how you can identify that your child is a brat. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So number four is acting defiant and always negotiating. Mm-mm. No. Everything's a negotiation. When I was growing up, I ain't had no negotiating. Okay. No. In my world, the only people who negotiated were cops. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, absolutely. Your no meant no. Your yes meant yes. Your maybe meant we will see at a later time. Absolutely. They say no, but then they turn around and you're negotiating. If you do this, then I'll do this for you. No. You can't sweeten the deal. Your no has to be no. Yeah. If they're on punishment, then they're on punishment. And, and and I think, again, it goes back to what I say for me. I think part of my success in parenting was because I was consistent. Yeah. If I said no, my no meant no, my yes meant yes. Mm-hmm. And it was no maybe. You know, I will tell y'all I think about it, but y'all right. didn't know my think about it probably leading to a no. Right. Probably need to a no. Yeah, because if yeah. she think too hard, she's going to figure out it's not a good idea. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was number four. We're going to give you guys one more, and then we're going to go to the adult. Mm. We're going to go to the adult disrespect when your grown child disrespects you. So the last one, knowing your child is a brat. Is number five. Complaining of being bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. Yes. Like you got to keep them entertained. Right. It's your job to be the entertainer. We're not doing that. No. Go figure out something to do. Go read a book. I'm not Beyonce or Michael Jackson. We're not doing that. (laughs) Mm -mm. That's not what I'm, no. And you're not paying me. We're not here for it. One of the things that you have to understand is... If they are 
saying to you that they're bored, that means they probably need more stimulation, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times, parents, I think, may have this particular one under control a little bit, right? Yeah. Are you bored? Go wash the dishes. Go clean something. Mm-hmm. Go, go find something to do. Or you give them something to do. Or well, you can work on your, your your name, you know, spelling your name. Or you can work on your yeah, writing. Or you, you can do read a book. or Right. But you never came to me to say you was bored. No, I never remember coming to you saying that I was bored, but I always remember having something to do. Absolutely, absolutely. I, always, always I, could, so, oh, I you, had a workbook. I could write my name. I remember you gave me weekly spelling words. Like There was always something to do. Absolutely. Good absolutely. No so it, it's going to be important, though, that you guys really understand you're not your child's entertainer. It's not for you to keep them entertained. It ain't for you to take it to the park. Kids that's always doing something mm-hmm. are going to grow up to be adults that always are doing something. And busy doesn't mean productive. Yeah. Right? So if my child came to me talking about they bored, I'm going to get them something that will produce something. Mm-hmm. Let's be productive in this moment. Okay? Now, I did say one more, but I'm going to give us one more. <laughs> one more. I promise you this is the last one because this is how everyone identifies a disrespectful child. Mm-hmm. And that is talking rudely to adults and being mean to peers. Yeah. You ask a child a question, and they are just getting all just, oh, my God. Ooh, that's the worst. It is the absolute Oh, that's the worst. There's nothing that makes me want to kick a kid across the room. (sighs) I don't care how old you are. (laughs) Truly. It it speaks to their behavior of Mm -hmm. not being held accountable. Yeah. And And not being consistent in your parenting. Yeah. You got to hold them accountable for the words that come out of their mouth. Because if you don't, they're going to walk around telling everybody that you're a terrible parent without telling everybody you're a terrible parent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even to the way that you call their name and they like, what? Oh. Who you talk? Who? Okay, I have one more. Okay. Anecdote. Okay. I saw a TikTok. Okay. <laughs> and it was a, it was a TikTok of um, this guy. He was like reenacting this scene from paternity court. And the judge was talking to the young man who was in paternity court. You know, he was supposed to be ch- paying child support. And she was talking to him. And he was like, how do you think it's okay to not have a job? Because he was like, I don't have a job. He's like, she's like, you got multiple baby mamas. How do you think you can't have a job? Like, right. you have to have a job. And then when she said that to him, he was like, what? Oh, she lost it. She was like, oh, oh, oh this is what we not going to do in my courtroom. She went <laughs> off on him. And his mom, because his mom was sitting behind him co-signing everything, but you co-signing a bum, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that what just said that, that what just that what said do me something off. in your spirit. It does do something in my spirit with a chat. What? Excuse me? Like that just does something to me when a child just is just blatantly disrespectful. What do you want? What? I want you to get out of my house. I, that's pretty leave. much where we are at this point. You can leave at this point. So those were, now I know we were going to do seven signs. I only stopped at six. It's a good article. I loved reading the article. It gave me mm-hmm. some insight on as well. Again, guys, care.com actually has an article. Uh, we will link the article below. Permissive parenting. Seven signs. Your kid is a brat. Mm. And let me tell you something. You let the behavior go on, we're going to tell you reasons why grown children are disrespectful to their parents. 
because all of these behaviors that we just list, uh, list for knowing that your child is a brat leads to these things, mm -hmm. okay? And we're just going to give you a few Right, and were you ready to? Were you able to read the article? This one is from a blog, actually, from heartmanity.com. And the author of this particular one um, is Jennifer. Jennifer A. Williams. She's there you a go. parent coach. She's a parent coach, guys. And so we're just going to give you a few, and I think. Everything that we just talked about from throwing the tantrums to biting and hitting and being bossy and all of that mm -hmm. um, to talking back, because we talked about talking back as well, to whining from the moment they wake up, acting defiant and always negotiating, complaining of being bored can actually exacerbate and get worse and go to the grown behaviors that we're going to talk about now. Yeah, it's going to manifest into these behaviors. Okay? And one of them that I particularly sought out was the disrespect is more comfortable than engaging in challenging and necessary conversation. Mm. I'm used to throwing a tantrum. So I'm going to just keep throwing a tantrum. I'm used to acting defiant. So I'm just keep acting defiant. Because to do it differently is challenging. It's too hard. And it's too hard. I can't do it. No one gave me the tools. So as you get older, your grown daughter, your grown son will continue to engage into that disrespectful behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, another one that I had pointed out was something is bothering them. And they haven't acknowledged it. Or something is happening that upset the adult child and they don't know how to deal with it. Disrespect can be an SOS. It can be. That goes back to... Even, I, even as an adolescent, I feel like it's still an SOS for something's not going right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, I don't. if I'm never taught how to ask for help, I don't know how to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike had a, a stint of disrespect mm -hmm. at one point in his teen years, mm -hmm. which he's still in his teen years, but he's in the adult teen years. Um, and come to find out, it was based on the fact that he did need help, but didn't know how to ask us. Mm -hmm. Because as he was growing up, you and I had a system for things yeah. that we didn't include him on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we would tell him to go do something, but never show him how to do it. And so he's like, what do I do? And we were taking for granted, or at least I was taking for granted, that he knew. And I knew he didn't know, but I don't know. Again, that, that was a really weird time for me when he <laughs> was, you know, younger, 7, 8, 9, 10. That was really weird for me. Mm -hmm. So his disrespect a lot of times came from the fact that he needed help but didn't know how to ask for help. Yeah. So I was able to, he and I was able to sit down, have a conversation, and really talk about this is not how you do it. Right. I get it. Every, and I validated him. Everything that you're saying is valid. I receive it. And again, I've asked for his forgiveness. I'm not making excuses because that doesn't help you right now. But here's how we have to do this moving forward. Right. Because this way don't work. And he has definitely gotten better at that. Absolutely. You know, he has definitely gotten better than that. But, again, grown parents, 
parents of grown kids, you got to be willing to hear them mm -hmm. because I didn't feel good about the fact that I didn't show him that. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't who I was, that would have hurt me to my core mm -hmm. and made me feel like a bad mom and make me feel like I need to address some issues with myself. And I had to do a self-evaluation. So I can imagine if a parent was told anything negative, mm -hmm. that they would feel a certain way. Absolutely. Which keeps the parent from asking yeah. the hard questions to their children. Because they don't want to know. They don't want to know. Because that means i got to face my stuff. Can't do that. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Do you have one? Um, I found this one. This one really... Uh, stood out to me you're coddling your adult child and they were pampered as children creating un unrealistic view of the world and they're angry that they don't get coddled anymore i meet a lot of people who are like this yeah i was gonna say something else but <laughs> you know i meet a lot of palm colored people who exhibit this behavior and i just I don't understand it. I have this one client who she comes in every day and she recently had a surgery so she can't do her own hair so that's why she comes in to us and but she always talks about her kids. She has five kids and she always talks about how they're so disrespectful, how they never help her around the house, they never do anything that, they, mm. that she asks mm. and I just, mm. I find it. And then the other day she was telling me about like her childhood and how, you know, she grew up. But that's how she grew up. She grew up with everything being handed to her. She grew up with, you know, not really having to learn those hard lessons. So now she's in her early 50s with all these disrespectful kids and doesn't know what to do. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like... Coddling. Yeah. You right? were coddled. You probably coddled your kids. You definitely coddled your last two husbands. And it's all going bad for you. Right. And so it's about holding yourself accountable, though. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Because now, being in her 50s... A lot of times we feel like, I can't do it. I'm right. too old. I can't. I, right. I'm too old to start over. I'm too old to learn something new. I'm too old to re-parent myself. Or not only that, I just, it's too much to face. Yeah. Right? So I'm just going to die with this pain because it's just too much to face. They're mm. just going to miss me when I'm gone. Mm. So that's where we normally go to as parents is guilt. Because mm. I'm sure she now tries to guilt them into doing things. Probably. And we just, we're not having it. And they don't. We ain't having it. Okay? Your grown parent, here's another one, your grown child, I'm sorry, <laughs> is a parent, him or herself, and overwhelmed with life that goes with what you just spoke about, your client. Mm -hmm. Now she's grown with kids and overwhelmed herself. Yeah. So she's probably just as disrespectful to her own mother. Probably. It happens. I can believe it. Yeah? I, it happens. I can it believe happens. it. I found another one. Okay. This one I feel like I can relate. Okay. Just a little bit. Like, not fully. I don't fully relate, but... Right. Living on your own is much harder than they thought it would be. And they resent you for not preparing them better. Now, do I resent you for not preparing me better? No. Because I feel like you did a great job preparing me. Okay. A lot better than a lot of the people that I know. Right. But living on my own is hard. <laughs> And sometimes, sometimes, especially around the first, I just, I wake up and I'm a little angry and I'm just like, bills, bitch, 
And I'm just, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, and the bills just are in the back of my mind. And so I wake up and I choose violence. And I don't mean to. What does that mean you choose violence? I just, I'm angry. I'm annoyed. Okay. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Harlow, why are you barking? Like everything is just, everything puts me out. Everything is a put out. Everything is just so inconvenient for me because I'm just, life can get overwhelming sometimes. Especially when you get to be an adult when you get out of like that adult that early adulthood stage right and you like really go into like grown adult stage absolutely fully supporting yourself absolutely absolutely <laughs> stress absolutely absolutely it's stressful um and you know your brother would probably feel the same way about that one as well yeah because he told me i didn't prepare him when mm. he turned 18 you didn't prepare me mm -mm. uh excuse you sir how he didn't prepare you that's what he said for you what? he did i did not prepare him for adulthood, and I told him, you ain't an adult first. Okay, let's first get let's first get straight where you are. Right. Because you're not an adult. Just because you're 18 doesn't mean you got it. Yeah, it don't mean you This adult. is the time where I need to stay a little closer so you can get it. Mm -hmm. But you ain't got this. No, not by okay, a long no. shot. Not by a long shot. I say, you, Ronique just now getting it at 25. Right. What you think is going to happen at 18? She didn't have it at 18. No. I didn't have it at 18. And I was in the same spot as him at 18. I was like, I'm not preparing for this. What yeah. have I been doing for the last 18 years of my life? And now I'm like 25, and I'm like, wow, I was such a baby at 18. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't know anything. I was fresh out of high school. What am I? What is an 18-year-old expected to know? Exactly. And that's what I was trying to explain to him, sweetie. I'm not expecting you to have it all figured out today. Okay? You have until, just like your sister, 25. <laughs> Okay, you have until 25. You get, This is a point. I say here's where you need to be grateful. Mm -hmm. That you have a mother that is willing to stand in this with you yeah. and lead and guide you through until you try to figure it out. Most parents kick their kids out at 18. Now, I never understood that because yeah, I got kicked out at 18. I was like, what do I know at 18? Just that I'm 18. I, does it mean I'm ready? Right. So. But I, I and. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Because I would, you would think that other people would get that. Like, what did you know at 18? Like, think about when you were 18, what you were doing. It probably wasn't fully supporting yourself. Like, you probably didn't have your own house with your own car, having babies. and I mean, you know, some people, if that's your life. But for the most part, you probably didn't have it figured out at 18. So why would you expect your kid to have it figured out at 18 with probably, most likely, little to no guidance from you? Make it make sense. And on top of that, everybody don't want to go to college. Yeah. Exactly. Now, here's what I do regret as a parent in my parenting skills. Okay. okay Respect-wise is that I regret making you go to, go to college. Mm -hmm. However, you didn't have a plan. I didn't. So I was like, you just wanted to go. Yeah, you said it was either college or the military, and I knew I'm not cut out for military. Right, so. but I could not give this same option to Michael. No. Because <laughs> military, we already knew it's not going to work. It's not. We, we no. already knew this from the age of 13. Yeah. Military's not going to work, and school was a challenge for him. Yeah. Period. He put a lot of pressure on himself at school. He put a lot of pressure on his, himself at school. So I knew I could not force him into college. Mm -hmm. But what I'm thankful and grateful for is now he's in a place to figuring out what he wants. Mm -hmm. And I 
feel like I helped you along, but it was a forced help along, right? Yes. To what you wanted. Because you finally was like, okay, we're not doing this college thing no more, mama. Mm-hmm. We going to Paul Mitchell. You tried it. <laughs> we going to Paul Mitchell. I got a plan. We're going to figure this out. And you stuck with it, graduated, licensed, everything. Keep up with your license, everything. And now you back in the business. Mm-hmm. So I felt like you, like, this is what I want to do. So I just need to figure out how to get myself into that niche. Yeah. And same thing with Mike. I know what I want to do. He's just got to figure out how to get himself into how that niche. How to get niche. himself in there. If he can stop being a social butterfly for like 5.2 seconds, he'll be he fine. He can't. Networking. But let him always network. Collaboration over competition. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, guys, I know we have gotten off subject, but that's okay. Okay? This is what the podcast is for. A free-form conversation. This is the same conversations you need to be having with your children. Mm -hmm. You need to know whether or not they respect you. Point blank, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a brat at 7, you're going to have a bigger brat at 27. (laughs) And let me tell you something. Because the life that you set forth for them, it will come back to bite you one way or another. Now, don't get me wrong. I haven't been a, a perfect parent. And I don't claim to be a perfect mom. But what I've always done and what I will continue to do is know that just because I didn't experience it with my children doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. I find a lot of parents are not telling the truth about a story. Yeah. Their children endured something. And because they didn't witness it or they didn't experience it, or they don't remember it, or they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they, I, I don't know how that could happen. My kids with me all the time. No, they no, not. not. No, I, I'm not going to even say that. My they son is in Africa right now. Right. Okay, so mm-hmm. I know that's not the case. We always have to make sure that we're validating them mm-hmm. as mothers and as fathers because your voice is always going to be in their head. Yeah. Always. And the that's good, always what they're going to turn to. The, like you said, the good, the bad, the ugly, no matter what, okay? And no matter what happens to me, my first thought is, what will my mama do? <laughs> How would she handle this? Absolutely. And usually that's the best option. Absolutely. And so we're going to give you one more, and then we are going to end this out. And it is they're being treated disrespectfully at work, and they're taking it out on you. Again, a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Okay? When you are throwing tantrums. You probably learned as an adult you can't throw tantrums. At work. Okay. And then you wake up mad. Right? That's one of mm-hmm. the that's one of the, 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 the bread options, right? Mm-hmm. The bread signs. You wake up mad. So you going to work mad. Mm-hmm. You disrespect for that you disrespect it at work. Mm-hmm. So now what? Right? Now what? They're disrespectful to you. Mm. Again, you gotta teach your guy you gotta teach your kids those coping mechanisms and how to be respectful. But it only comes from you learning the behavior yourself. You can't be a do as I say and not as I do parent. You really can't because because it people talk people say this quote a lot with like success things. If you're looking for success, you know, you wanna follow success. But I hear a lot, you can't um, you don't wanna take advice from someone on something that they haven't done. Right. So why would I take stock advice from a janitor? Why would I take, you know, advice about what's at Walmart from somebody who works at Target? So why would I go to you for advice if you 
are doing something completely opposite of what you're telling me to do. Absolutely. You have to lead by example. You really do. Behavior speaks more than your words. Mm -hmm. And so we hope we were able to help you guys today with disrespectful kids. Like they say, they're real, whether they're adolescents, whether they're adults. And yes, parents, you have to find a way, as the definition of respect says, to take them into consideration, Mm -hmm. to hold them in esteem, to let them know that their thoughts, ideas, their feelings matter. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the day, you ain't got to do nothing they tell you to do. You don't. But give them the space to, to speak like, it. To fe- you want to make them feel like they got to exactly. say. Okay? And they'll figure out later on. And my mom was just trying to make me feel like a human. Thank you, mom. Right. Thank you, dad, <laughs> right, for making me feel like a human. Now, I hope we were able to help somebody on today. Uh, follow us on Instagram at a daughter's dilemma, and you can also email us your stories, email us about anything, a topic you want to hear. You can definitely email us at a G, at daughter's dilemma at gmail.com. We would love, 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 love to hear from you. Tell us your disrespect stories. That'd be nice. We could do this again. Yeah. Ah, yes. And so. I am Nefra, the mother. And I'm Rodnik, the daughter. And remember that every woman is someone's daughter. And every daughter can be an excellent mother. Until next time. Bye. Bye.